You want to be hardcore, you want to be extreme. Well, if you're like the Sandman, then you're listening to the podcast Drunk Wrestling History, dudes. And please be drunk when you hear it. I kept Phoenix in business in the late 90s. Mike Austin might have fucked to knock his wife. But just say no to this pay-per-view. Wait, were you making a death joke? Told you we should have gone to the donkey show. Stop choking yourself. It's either death or defecation. Woo! What's up, Drunk Marks and Drunk Marquettes? Welcome to 205 Jive. I'm Adam. I'm your designated host. They are the Drunk Wrestling Historians. This is Eddie. Step off. I'm doing the hump. And this is Scott, educating the masses one drink at a time. Welcome, everyone, to our episode. Hope you have a nice cold one at hand. Uh, as a quick reminder, head over to whatamaneuver.net. Get those drunk wrestling history t-shirts or onesies if you got uh, miniature drunk marks or drunk marquettes. Or Dress milk drunk nice. marks. Or milk drunk marks. That, that was the term that I forget, but... Uh, great variety over there, uh, soft material for on-demand printing. Uh, just uh, get, the, get the Drunk Wrestling History Wear at whatamaneuver.net. I uh, don't believe we have uh, anything else to share because this is not feelings time or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no, or, I, actually, you know what? I have some feelings to express he, he, real quick. Uh, Go ahead. Getting therapeutic here. Let it out. We had one person show up to the Drunk Wrestling History meetup <laughs> at SummerSlam. Jason Wolf showed up. The amazing artist Jason Wolf. You can check him out at DoyleDraws.com. He showed up to the meetup. Well, actually, you know what? He held us a spot basically at Rira because nobody showed up to Hazel Cafe or whatever the fuck it's called over at Mandalay Bay. <laughs> Not one of you fucks showed up. And let me tell you, if you were at SummerSlam and you didn't fucking come to the meetup, well, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to be quite cross about it. That's what I'm going to do. This is fucking bullshit. Host a meetup, paper the event, make a big deal about it, fucking commercials and bullshit, and not one of you fucks shows up. God damn it. It was, it was, <laughs> it was quite the scene. The, we the, the we must be so embarrassed. <laughs> the fuck kind of show we're putting on here when nobody shows up to the meetup. Who are we, Steven Glansberg? Come on, what the fuck? <laughs> All right, I'm done ranting. All right, all right, all right. Hey, you know what? Out of your um, system. There we go. Really quickly. Now, I do have a note. This just in. I just got a tweet from Fully Vaxxed Let's Have Snacks, and he said, he must have been responding. I took a picture of the computer and the mic setup. He said, I want Wrestling Drunk to do a live commentary on the Naya, the Charlotte Naya match tonight, please. Oh, or no. Maybe, or maybe he wasn't responding to that, but uh, Did that Naya sounds hurt like, Charlotte? Son of a bitch. Uh, she hurts everyone. I know, that's what I'm worried about. <laughs> they should know better than to put their top stars in the ring with her. Should we do that as a watch-along on later this on? this episode of Naya Breaks Everything. <laughs> I could add that to the um, watch-along list. I guess we should. Uh, Maybe that'd be a fun one to never watch beforehand, too. Just like we go in cold. Good call. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Let's give it okay. a shot. Well, you know what, dude? Maybe I'll see how long it is. Maybe I'll find out how long it is. If it's like too long or too short, you know, maybe we won't do it. But we were looking for another recording on the 25th. So maybe that'd be a fun one to do. And we're trying to keep the episodes short that night. And that's one, you know, a watch along can only go so long. 
Or maybe the joke is that Charlotte injures Naya. Oh, wouldn't that be great? Oh, man. Well, I don't know about great. I mean, Stiffs let's temper expectations here. I, I would think maybe at, at least with me, I don't know about anyone else, maybe Charlotte would turn face by doing that. Oh. <laughs> she would with me. <laughs> Suddenly Eddie loves Charlotte. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> All right, let's get into the... Uh, we had no notes, so now we're almost five minutes into the show. This is, a drunk, this is a drunk podcast. Yeah, well, you, okay. you, I didn't know you were going to bury the fucking listeners. You know, sometimes they need to have a stern talking to. <laughs> and that was warranted. Well, we expect them to do better in Dallas. Do way better in Dallas. Like, at least if one person shows or two people show up, we're winning. Then it'll be yeah. twice as good. How about... <laughs> yes. How awesome would it be if Jason shows up there as well? Because he was awesome. <laughs> he might. <laughs> All right. All right. The beef of this episode. <laughs> beef, Texas. Yeah. All right. We got. Uh, we are covering 90s wrestler gimmicks. This WCW is, uh, 90s well, gimmicks. Okay. Yes. Okay. So uh, I guess uh, this has to be... Uh, this has to be brought up. Yeah, let's address this, because you seem to be confused about what this episode was about, and I just found this out today. Well, actually, I didn't even know it was 90s only. I actually have an 80s guy in mind. Okay, well, I guess it's not that important for it to be... So nobody knew what we were doing. What in the fuck are we talking about, Bill? <laughs> All right, Adam, what did you do? Okay, so originally when I was told it was going to be 90s wrestler gimmicks, I... I don't know why. I thought about like wrestling trends from the '90s, uh, so I was just thinking like something that we addressed in the Val Venus episode. Everybody was a profession other than wrestler. That was like Missy their Hyatt. <laughs> sure, wrestling vixens. <laughs> sure, Scott has uh, the white claws been kicking his butt now. All right, there we go. I Truly. kept Kleenex and business in the nineties. <laughs> so, so, anyways, I just thought, like, generalized gimmicks like that. I didn't think that we were talking about specific gimmicked wrestlers. So I was, so I got, I got a little worried, thinking like, okay, everyone's a profession, or uh, if. Uh, you, if you were a big wrestler, then you had an intimidating name, or if you were jacked, you would grease your body to no end. I thought that would be it, and I was also worried that you guys would have those things. So you thought it, I would have greased bodies as one of my <laughs> gimmicks. <laughs> sure. Actually, Eddie, I do want to see you with a greased body <laughs> as your gimmick. Not again. <laughs> Only in Crisco, though. <laughs> yeah. You already saw my Sullivan in San Diego. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> Just when I think it's permanently blocked from memory, you drag it back to the forefront. Now I have to so, go masturbate. So, Adam, did you even, did you, do you even have any wrestlers I, on your, I do, do you have a list of wrestlers? I have a, I do have a list of wrestlers because, okay. yeah, after it was clarified, then I was able to properly assemble a small list. All right. Yes. Well, let's get into um, our list. Also, uh, you said it was supposed to be WCW wrestlers. I got some WWF ones. So, you know what? We're, fuck it. We're not following rules, whatever. 
90s wrestlers, WCW, or WWF, or a platform. Here we go. So when we do the WWF 90s wrestlers episode, you can throw in some WCW guys. On it. To, to balance the two episodes out. We'll... <laughs> Adam's like, you make the rules, I break them. <laughs> I am and on And that's it. his gimmick. <laughs> All right, let's start going through these lists. We are going to start with the maestro. The maestro was mine, and the maestro is one of the dumbest fucking things I've ever seen. Ew, Eddie. You're totally right. The maestro is so bad. First of all, there's no reason to think that a conductor can beat anybody up. Right. Um... He comes in the ring, he's got Ryan Shamrock with him, who was called Symphony, and she was completely pointless. There was no reason for her. I guess she was just there for eye candy. There was no... She contributed nothing. Oliver Humperdinck was more... Uh, was better than her. You finished Oliver Humperdinck way more times than Ryan Shamrock. I'm, don't, I'm not getting into that. Well, I didn't think um, that you would. But dude, if Ryan <laughs> Shamrock didn't have a job in WWF before this, there's no way she would have gotten that job with WCW. Oh, hell no. This is when they were like, we'll hire anybody who's been there. We yeah, this, this spot would have gone to like Major Guns or something. Right, right. Um, he's walking around with that little stick thing like a conductor does. He's coming out to this orchestra music and he's waving the thing around. And first of all, I swear to fucking God, dude, those conductor guys, I've been to like, or, you know, you go to like, um, you go see Wicked or whatever, and they have the symphony playing down there. And that dude swinging that stick around, they're kayfaving us. Oh, big time. I don't, that dude's not actually doing anything. I mean, they're looking at him, but those you telling me that these like professional musicians can't memorize a fucking song or what, you know, what notes to hit hard. Right. Like, they need you waving a stick in front of them. Right. Give me a fucking break. Right. So he's out there kayfabing a kayfabe and he's not even doing a decent <laughs> job of it. He's waving it like frantically and not really in time with the music. He was just bad at that. He was actually a pretty good wrestler. If you watch him in the ring, he was pretty good. Um, was it Prince Iakea? Is that who no. the maestro was? No, he was, I forget what other names he worked as, but no, I don't think that's who it was. Okay. But um, he was pretty good in the ring, but just what a garbage-ass gimmick. It was just, and like I said, why would anybody think that a guy like that can beat someone up? Like, why would you need to come out acting like like you conduct music? Yeah, this fucking maestro, I'm going to beat the shit out of him. Yeah, like, oh no, he's waving a stick, fuck! <laughs> what, what am I going to do? Would have made more sense if he was a magician. Yeah, right. Fuck, he's going to turn me into a frog. Yeah, at least Fantasio, like, or whatever he was called, like, could, yeah, you might be afraid that he would do something like that. Hit right. you with a fireball or something. Or magic <laughs> missile. Hopefully he throws a fireball like Hogan. <laughs> yeah. All right. The Repo Man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. Oh, this, this is yours? Yeah. Oh, I thought I just assumed this was Scott's. <laughs> Good assumption. Well done. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, how, how's that for last minute homework? But yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and you know what? And talk about a guy that had a ton of gimmicks. But this mm-hmm. was prob, arguably, I don't know about probably, arguably his worst. Well, okay. What else did you? Wasn't he one of the machines? He was the blacktop bully. Okay. Okay. In WCW. Okay. So Adam, as a, a crossover from your WWF gimmick for a WCW show. So technically correct. Or 
Yes. I believe he also had like a golf gimmick, if I'm not mistaken, in much like uh, Kerwin White. Aside from Kerwin White? Oh, my God. Yes. I believe he had a shitty golf gimmick in WCW as well. And then was he a Russian? Uh, Yes. What was his name? Tiger Worst? uh, Crusher Khrushchev. (laughs) Crusher Khrushchev, yeah. Yes, so right. he was part of the Nikita, Ivan, and Crusher six-man tag. Yeah, and then obviously he was Smash. And then he was Smash, and then he was Repo Man. So, Adam, you actually had quite the treasure trove of shitty gimmicks to pick from here. <laughs> I mean, Smash aside, because that's a legend in WWF. But Yeah, you could have just put him on the list three times. Uh, totally. <laughs> totally. Um, the blacktop bully. Like, this guy beats up kids. <laughs> That's pretty fucking shitty. Uh, oh, you think wow. that's bad, but uh, I think uh, by the time oh, this airs, we are going to have some episode history, uh, if you know what I mean. <laughs> but Adam, if you'd like to go into Repo Man, by all means. Uh, I mean, it's pretty much a profession that is naturally hated, even though uh, it's a, it's even though point. hated doesn't necessarily equal being tough. Uh, so I, I just thought, like, of the professions that were generally selected, like, I wouldn't think uh, someone, I wouldn't think uh, someone in the IRS could, like, beat your ass down if uh, you didn't make a payment, uh, but he did. Uh, and then, yeah, just a bunch of other ones. This one is, like, yeah, it's a profession that is naturally hated, and I kind of felt like it worked. The gimmick itself worked. Although he was a re- repo man that dressed like a burglar, uh, <laughs> like, like a hamburger, exactly. Yeah. My, <laughs> like a tire mark across his chest. Yeah. So my impression, <laughs> like the hamburger got hit by a car. <laughs> I had an impression of him, which was somewhat confirmed when I started uh, hearing him on the microphone. It's like he talked like Skeletor. And or John Lovitz as the devil on Saturday Night Live. (laughs) And and boy, I bet you didn't think we'd be talking about John Lovitz on this episode or this show. But but, uh, also just uh, hearing him go into it on like just hit the history of the Repo Man. He wanted it to be an animated character so that... He could turn babyface, and the kids would like him. So we're teaching the kids about stealing, yes, or, or reclaiming try, property, recla- or yeah, trying to work around. We're teaching with, kids to pay your fucking bills with yeah, right. with technicality terms of repossessing. And when this fucking guy beats Million Dollar Man for his Million Dollar Title, you go take that shit back for the Million Dollar Man. He effectively <laughs> ended Virgil's career. So kudos, yeah. Repo yeah. Man. He also yeah. stole Macho Man's hat. Repossessed Macho Man's hat. Shame I, on him for that. That's, yeah, that's one of those I saw on that uh, one episode of uh, Raw. Then just he bounces, takes off. Uh, he it, was great. Yeah. I just, I just thought it was an interesting take on a Repo Man character. Because I would think that a more aggressive work... Not aggressive will beat you up, but a more aggressive working Repo Man would have to activate asshole mode to get the job done. I just didn't, from the matches I saw, I guess maybe that part didn't click. But still, entertaining character. And we just did ten minutes on a guy that wasn't even supposed to be part of this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Because that's what drunk wrestling history does. Yeah. (laughs) And Adam's not even drinking. (laughs) How 
how bad can it be? We've done a wrong pay-per-view episode before. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> An entire fucking hour-long episode of the wrong show. <laughs> That was great. All right. Fun fact, I think that's still my favorite episode we've ever done. It might be, dude. That was a great yeah. one. Yeah. All right. We've got Lasertron. <laughs> <laughs> so that's mine, and I can't even get into them without laughing. <laughs> so, Fuck. So, all right. So do you guys remember Laser Tag? Yeah. That fun yeah. mid-80s game where, like, you had a laser gun... And then you had to wear this like contraption on your chest. And then you're mm-hmm. chasing people around, shooting your laser gun, trying to hit this target on the person's chest. The NWA thought so highly of laser tag that they made a fucking character out of it. Holy hell. Not only did they make a fucking character out of it, it was played by Hector Guerrero. Right. Like a, like a legendary, like semi-legendary guy. Oh, shoot. Well, okay. so Hector I know, also, I know who wasn't he, he also the gobbledygooker? Dang. Well, let's not jump ahead too okay, far. Okay, okay, okay. Sorry. So, Hector Guerrero, yes, the legend that you are both speaking of, was saddled with this horrible fucking gimmick that obviously had a shelf life, right? Like, laser tag isn't going to be popular for the next 20 years. You're thinking maybe six months to a year. That was about the shelf life of this character. He was actually featured pretty much every Saturday. And if you want to picture what Lasertron was, it was a silver and red costume that was like a cut-off sleeve shirt and tights silver and red the mask he wore a luchador mask the front of it was black mesh i imagine so he could actually see through the luchador mask that had these like little antenna ears on it the mask itself also silver and red to match the costume the it looks odds... more like an, he looks more like an insect exactly yes <laughs> So he's an insect that likes laser tag so much that the ensemble was completed with the laser tag chest gimmick from the laser tag game itself that was Velcroed to the chest that before he would get into the ring and wrestle was removed. (laughs) Well, you have to remove it because then nobody can shoot it. It, Exactly. No way you're losing if you're not wearing the chest gimmick. Right, because it only takes one shot. Exactly. And unfortunately for Hector Guerrero, this would not be the last worst gimmick that he would be saddled with because apparently he was so great at playing this shitty gimmick Vince was like hey dude you want to play a shittier gimmick than Lasertron put on this fucking turkey costume and we're going to call you the gobbledygooker and you're going to fucking jump out of an egg and dance in the ring with mean fucking Gene Okerlund that's how Hector Guerrero's career went and it began with Lasertron did he like fuck someone's wife or something? Like, what, <laughs> what did he do to deserve that? Yeah, yeah this. him and Masato Tanaka gangbanging Mike Awesome's wife. <laughs> yeah, he like fucked Linda or something. <laughs> and the herd's wife or whoever yeah. was in charge of WCW. <laughs> he got worse punishment than Macho Man for banging Steph. <laughs> Shit. Oh god, that's a good one. That's a good pick. Oh, his costume was ridiculous. Yeah, it is. And as laser tag went, so went Lasertron. Yep. <laughs> Here we go. The goon. Ooh, that's a good one. He has an action figure, I'm just saying. He does has he? an action figure. Yes, really? he does. Does yes, he have those he skates? He's in those pig doll yes. skates. Yes. It hasn't Can- been released yet. It's going to be released later this year. And it's fucking amazing. Because if you had told me, even in January... Hey, Scott, we're going to get a goon action figure. I would have told you you're full of shit. But we're getting a goon action figure from Mattel. 
And in the actual WWE line, we're getting a goon figure. Well, I might have to buy a, a uh, my first action figure in a few years. Uh, dude, who would have thought this guy would get an action figure? But great pick. I love it. Oh, my God. Whose pick was this? Adam, this is yours? mine. Well it done, It makes sense dude. you would pick the hockey guy. But yeah. also not a WCW guy. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> All right. I wouldn't... Seriously, like, what was it? Maybe a year, year and a half, and he's getting a figure. That's that's kind of amazing. <laughs> oh, it's way amazing. Yeah, I could have <laughs> never predicted this. All right. Okay, so uh, let's get into it. Pretty much uh, as this gimmick, this is near the end of his career uh, since uh, he's been wrestling since uh, 1977 in NWA. Pretty much uh, he was kicked out of every league he participated in. That would have been wrestling league, correct? Because he was kicked out of like AWA, Japan, Mexico. Sure, practically. <laughs> Who was the goon? Was he like one of the Armstrongs? Wild Bill Irwin. Oh, Bill Irwin. Okay, yeah. yeah. He has, I just remember he had that hair. That just one half of the Long hair. Riders. Actually, if you remember the Long Riders from the AWA, so, he was uh, one half of that tag team. I know the name. I don't know if I. I don't think I ever saw him. Yeah, they were, yeah, not really featured. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's see, what else? He looks like Chris Pronger to me. Oh, I could see that, yeah. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. yeah, I could see that. He does look like Pronger a little bit with, like, bushier hair. Bushier hair, but, and, like, yeah, if he's near the end of his career, like, end of his career would be when Pronger was starting. So, it, it's like... Actual Chris Pronger is the before he and uh, Goon's the after. Uh, I would say Goon had better skating ability, but that's just my opinion. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Well, it's easy to also, skate when the blades are four inches wide. Right. Those what? Tape, tapered You're platforms? Running. How the hell does he uh, maneuver in those? But he, Skills. But he made it work. Uh, what was it? His entrance theme was just the battle charge buildup organ music, but <laughs> they would insert a, a puck being... Uh, uh, hit just to you know avoid copyrights, and uh, he dr- pretty much a sloppy wrestler, sloppy fighter. Uh, just wore a blank New Jersey Devils jersey that said "Goon" on the back, yep. and it, I mean it was it was obviously that it was obvious that he sucked because it was a goddamn New Jersey Devils jersey. Oh, shots fired! Shots fired, Oof. and no regrets. I'm, I mean. Yeah, if you want to be intimidating, you you wear a blue shirt. You'd be a New York Ranger, not Diet New York Rangers, <laughs> like New Jersey. Wow. Yeah. The views expressed in this podcast are solely Adams. <laughs> and I approve this message. But uh, also, we always find a way to talk shit about Jersey. <laughs> also, uh, what was it? That internet show, uh, Road Dog and uh, one of the other guys. Are you serious? Uh, I think it was on YouTube with Josh Matthews. Pretty much, they just did like a quick uh, overview of him. Road Dog's like, "There's no way this guy could be a hockey player. He has too many teeth." Ah, <laughs> so, <laughs> shit. So Adam, I, do you I, remember his finishing move? The cross check. Yes. So, are you familiar with the cross check? Pretty much, just a running start and just knock the yeah, guy. Yeah, smash on the, the dude, right? Yeah. He would do it on the outside of the ring. Right he up would cross check the guy outside the ring and then run back inside and win every match by count out. That's mm-hmm. right. Which which happened like three times. 
Exactly, because I think he, he was only on TV a, for like four weeks. Yeah, he could have he could have been in the Jobbers episode. Exactly. I mean, that's I mean that's the only way he could do it. I think he was wearing all the pads except for skates. Maybe not the shoulder <laughs> yes. pads, but still, if you're wearing those, uh, if you're wearing the pants, I mean, that's still padded. That's heavy as shit. So, if you're doing a match wearing all that. Not only are you going to be winded, you're going to be hot as hell. So you need to do something kind of sloppy to like bang somebody's body into the hardest part of the ring and then tr- try to get the win by catching your breath inside the ring. Adam said sloppy and bang. <laughs> well done, Adam. Well done, dude. <laughs> wow, this is a better gimmick than I thought. There was, it, was a good, it was a really good gimmick, yeah. yeah. And also a he, WWF gimmick. He almost made my list, but he was a WWF guy. So, <laughs> <laughs> so now we can't use him in the WWF episode. That's okay. <laughs> All right, we've got, we've got, uh, what is it? That seventies guy. To Jesus. Yeah, my sentiments exactly. That seventies guy was portrayed by Mike Awesome. Hmm. Yes, that Mike Awesome. And I guess he was meant to capitalize on that 70s show? Yeah, that had to be the only reason they came up with that gimmick, because that show was huge at the time. It it really was. And to come up with that specific name, I mean... Yes, that 70s guy because of... I mean, you could literally name it anything, but if you go that 70s dot dot dot, yeah, there you go. Yeah, and so WCW managed to literally kill everything about Mike that made him awesome. (laughs) They basically stole him away from ECW because Paul Heyman wasn't paying him. He went and got his money. No harm in that, right? But Mm -hmm. you've got this monster coming in from ECW. He was their heavyweight champion. There are so many different ways you could have brought him in. But they decided that that 70s guy was the best way to portray a foot six seven monster like Mike Awesome. In 99, his gimmick was he loved the 70s <laughs> and he loved banging fat chicks. That's it. And That's who, would want it. That, who would want that 70s shows without Mila Kunis anyway? Exactly. And he wasn't banging What's Mila Kunis. He was banging fat chicks. I mean, yeah. come on. That was yeah, his the whole f- thing is 70s and fat chicks. Come on. Bullshit. This Terrible. is a monster from ECW. The only thing I can think of is WCW wanted to fucking rib the shit out of ECW. So they bring in their biggest monster and as a him. loser 70s guy just to rib ECW. They had that so much potential sense. with this and they completely fucked it up. Yeah, it was a just total disaster. A total disaster. You could have pushed him to the moon and you basically destroyed him right out of the gate. Yeah. Horrible. Horrible. And the less we say about it, the better. All right. Let's move on. Moving on. Although, look, look, I just want to say, Mike Awesome's greatest wrestling performance was at ECW 2005, One Night Stand, against Masato Tanaka. We did a watch-along to it. If you want to remember Mike Awesome... For the beast he fucking was, go watch that match. Never yeah. watch anything that 70s guy. Go watch that match. Also, any of his shit from Japan, too. Oh, it's insane. R.I.P. Yeah. Mike Awesome. You were fucking awesome, except for that 70s guy. Yeah. And you could also check out that watch-along in our episode of history. Uh, 
Mike Awesome versus Masato Tanaka. Check it out on the podcast platforms. If uh, No idea what episode it is, but I will link to it on the YouTube yeah. video. It, it was is, rad, I'll tell you that. It is an yeah, it episode number. It'll keep you on the edge of your seats. All right. Go. We've got the Kiss Demon. <laughs> How dare you? How so, dare you? So I almost went with RoboCop. But I was like, well, RoboCop pre-existed, so I can't really call that a WCW gimmick. And it was only there for a minute. But the Kiss team was so fucking dumb. Oh, and I dude. love Kiss. I, I, and I do, too, and I can't even argue with this one. Right, you're the world's biggest Kiss fan. I might um, be. They brought it in. I guess they made some kind of deal with the band. They and, did. And I've heard different numbers. Supposedly, it was hundreds of thousands of dollars. I, I haven't seen that figure anywhere. Not that that's a real figure, but... I haven't seen a real amount anywhere official, but I know in Gene Simmons' book, he basically was like, we made bank off of it. We held on to all the merchandising rights to it, and they had to do all the work. Yeah, and, so, and poor Dale Torberg, who portrayed the demon, yeah. only became a self-made thousandaire. Right, exactly. And yeah, Gene Dang. got paid. Yeah, Gene got paid. That poor guy that portrayed him jobbed yeah, out as usual. And, and only got paid like a couple grand. Right, and why Kiss wanted a wrestler named after him? I guess having a fucking casket named after him wasn't enough. It wasn't they enough. Had, nor condoms. Yeah, that nor wasn't condoms. enough. Yeah, right. So they brought him in, and Kiss played on Nitro. And they played God of Thunder, and that's when he debuted. And he came out of a pod like Spinal Tap. <laughs> <laughs> and I was watching, I watched it on YouTube today, and I was like, that would have been so fucking funny and so WCW if he'd gotten stuck in it like Spinal Tap did. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Like, that would be, like, funnier than the Shockmaster. Oh, um, hey, let's not jump to spoilers here. <laughs> um, so he wrestled for a while. There was originally going to be a whole crew. Like, he was going to have a faction, and I guess it was going to be everyone. You know, there was a, a wrestler version of each member of KISS. But that segment with KISS was one of the lowest-rated segments, like, in the history of Nitro. Shocking. Oh, yeah, shit. you're talking, like, late 90s, dude. Like, Yeah. And, um... So part of the contract with the band was that he had to main event a pay-per-view. <laughs> and I was like, fucking Gene. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> always hustling. That and, fucking um, entrepreneurial guy, there. <laughs> so yeah. they were like, we can't put this guy in a fucking main event. So they eventually they put him up in a match with The Wall, who, who was another fucking gem. <laughs> um, and they called it a special main event, but it went on fourth on the show. A special think, main event <laughs> on fourth. A special main event went on fourth. <laughs> and I think they were like, fuck it, what <laughs> What's Gene gonna fucking do? Fuck it. He's Gene's not, not watching attention. this. Yeah, he just he just cares what he gets off of those shirts. Exactly. Um, and uh, <laughs> Bishop got fired, kind of not like sort of soon after that. So that was that was kind of it for the demon. Like it was the the low ratings on the segment. Bishop gone. It was a couple things all came together and just put an end to that fucking abortion. Wow. And, uh, um, also, do you know who was originally the demon? Was it Vampiro? No, it was um, Crush, Brian Adams. Oh, really? For like, I think during the debut and like maybe one other time, and I guess he just was not into it, and he was like, "No, no, I'm not doing this." So he, <laughs> smart man. <laughs> yeah, he took the makeup off. He's like, "Fuck this." Yeah, put me with fucking. Uh, oh, who was his partner? Oh, Raph or Raph Adam Brown. Yeah, he yeah, became yeah. Chronic. Way better move, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's it for the Kiss Demon. All right. Actually, from WCW, Glacier. Ooh, well done, Adam. That's a good one. Yep. I, I thought about picking him. 
Yeah. Uh, it's like keep the live or keep the exact uh, duplicate gimmicks going. You got a kiss demon. We got fucking Sub Zero now come to yes. life. So, yeah, I guess. WCW spent their money well on this one. And we'll get into the money part for this character. Alright, so pretty much it's Sub-Zero come to life. Uh, by this time, around ni- uh, 96 for the debut, the big game in the series would be Mortal Kombat 3. And then there were some trilogy series games which included uh, Sub-Zero, now, uh, of, now playable as an unmasked character so pretty much they embodied that into the wrestler he was also because of uh, mortal kombat he was a martial artist among wrestlers which probably didn't mesh well uh supposed to debut in july of 1996 but the outsiders uh with their arrival they took over he wouldn't debut until september uh, and then I heard that there was about four hundred thousand dollars put into the full production of. Oh my god! Yeah, it was very elaborate. It, it was, was very. Elaborate. It was cool. It was cool. Like costume wise, you could understand. Okay, maybe just a big paycheck to the wrestler, but man, there was a fucking production put into him. The attire, all the promos, the special lighting, which of which included a thirty thousand dollars split between three technicians per night to oversee the entrance. Fuck. Yeah, Kevin at, Nash is like, why didn't I get the shit with Oz? I look, <laughs> <laughs> All I got was a shitty castle. I got a fucking crappy backdrop that some kindergarten a class made. Castle. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and a stupid <laughs> fucking mask. <laughs> okay, so, I, I mean, I definitely get it. I'm, WCW is a major uh, wrestling platform, but $400,000 in 90s dollars? Holy shit. That didn't mean shit to Turner, dude. For what? Yeah. Okay, that's a very fair point. But seriously, for one guy? Yeah. For that one... was fucking WCW money, dude. Mm-hmm. They just threw that shit around. They didn't care. They yeah. did. They did. Uh, like, outsiders into NWO, that's what took over. Glacier never had a, uh, like, had a heavyweight rivalry or even uh, rivaled with NWO. So, again... A, this whole production into someone who was mid card. Yeah, and, you would think they put that money into Sting. <laughs> but no fucking Glacier gets it. <laughs> Let's give it to the new guy, <laughs> Sub Zero. Fuck. Uh, now, if you picked Ice Train, we could have a joke about uh, somebody banging DDP's wife, but uh, that's a story for another time. He was cool, though. He's kind of like the one super gimmicky guy that people still like. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'll admit, I, I was a Glacier fan. I, I thought was the dude too. was cool. I liked the whole production with his entrance. And like the snow. I dug it. Yeah, I thought it was cool. It was something different. And I thought he was really smooth, and I oh. thought he was really good in the ring, dude. Mm-hmm. Bray Wyatt. Yeah, if I was Kimberly Page, I would have banged him instead of Ice Train. Hmm. Good call. Bray Wyatt at the time. He would always have blue lights for his matches, Bray with red ones. Yeah, exactly. You're oh, right. Shoot. So, yeah, they really went for it with this guy. Yes, yeah. they did. That's a good just, pick. Yeah, it's just amazing that he was probably the most expensive mid-card wrestler. But you know what? If, <laughs> if Ted Ted Turner wants to play with his money that way, go for it. <laughs> yep, that's it. Also, also <laughs> no belts. All right. 
<laughs> I would I would just figure I, it wouldn't come out till Mortal Kombat Four, but uh, Crow Sting would be like the equivalent of Quan Chi from uh, Mortal Kombat. Very good, and uh, Canyon could have been like Reptile. That's right. That's right. <laughs> there's there's a few words. Finish him. Uh, the, <laughs> There's probably a few other comparisons, but in the meantime, let's just move on to the Shockmaster. <laughs> How could he not make the list, right? Yeah, I kind of thought about picking him, but I was like, someone's going to pick him, so I'll leave him off. So he was portrayed by Tugboat slash Typhoon of WWF fame. Mm-hmm. And normally I would leave him off of this list. My issue was, I don't know what the fuck he was supposed to be. Like a space identity crisis or something. Well, okay, so you could guess spaceman because he's wearing a glittery stormtrooper helmet. Why the black vest slash jacket thing, furry right. gimmick that he was you wearing? Would, you would need more than the helmet to go into space. You'd probably think like saying. maybe the uh, the original draft portrayal of Jabba the Hutt. I think it was a, originally supposed to be a guy in like a big fur coat. In the middle of the fucking desert in Tatooine, but then they turned Jabba into the giant uh, monster that he was. Right, but then okay, he's also wearing jeans. What? See, I never really thought about that guy. I don't think I ever really thought about how the outfit, the the individual parts of the outfit, don't make sense with one another. At all, I don't don't know what they were going for. He was like a lumberjack stormtrooper. Like, what in the hell is he supposed to be? Right. He was like a lumber. Yeah, he was like a stormtrooper who went to Mervyn's and got pants. <laughs> so, like, if we're trying to draw a visual here of, I- I'm sure anybody listening to the show knows exactly who the Shockmaster is. Also, of he has an action figure. He's wearing jeans. He's wearing a black vest jacket thing. And the cherry on top is his glittery stormtrooper helmet, <laughs> which so, is just clearly a stormtrooper helmet. No, it's it. They are not even disguising it. Like <laughs> right. they just hit this sit with some like Mod Podge and then threw a bunch of glitter on it, and they're like, <laughs> "This is amazing. Let's send him out in this." So it was during a flare for the gold segment with the four horsemen, and Sting and Davy Boy show up, and they're introducing their new partner that's going to quote unquote shock the world. There's this gimmicked door set up that on cue, there's like an explosion and Shockmaster kicks in the door <laughs> and proceeds to walk through the door, but trips on his way in. The helmet falls off, up stands Tugboat, and you're like, oh, that's fucking Tugboat. He scrambles and puts the helmet back on and proceeds to deliver a promo that was not delivered by Typhoon himself, but instead delivered by Ole Anderson in the back with a microphone. <laughs> now, word on the street is they gimmicked the entrance so that upon walking through said door, there was a two by four set to not break when Typhoon kicked it in. So he basically walked through this door. There was a plank on the bottom, like a two by four or something, drilled in so that he would purposely trip over it when he went through and basically ribbing him, which was hilarious because it was on national television during a clash of champions, which had like two million, three million viewers that are like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Did you remember who, because I've heard the story too, um, Dusty's told the story on the old WWE 24-7 channel, whatever that whatever that thing was called they used to have yeah. before the network, 
on that round table. 24-7, yeah. Do you remember who he said put the board there? I heard it was Arn Anderson. Okay. <laughs> I couldn't remember because I actually, when I was doing my research for this, I thought really thought about putting the t- uh, Shockmaster. And I started reading about him. And I was trying to, I couldn't find who it was, but I was trying to remember. I definitely heard a name. Arn sounds, that makes sense. Which I think is hilarious because you have Oli doing his voice. Arn gimmicked the board so that he'd trip <laughs> over it. Like, right. Oli should have just gone into business for himself right there and been like, I'm a dumb fuck. Look at me with my stupid fucking helmet. Like, that would have been hilarious if Oli just fucking, fucking dumped. board there? Oh, he never would have worked in the business again, dude. <laughs> that would have been fantastic. That would be great. Even still, like, if I knew what Shockmaster was, maybe it gets a pass. But I don't know what in the hell he was supposed to be. And then he ended up changing gimmicks, like, two weeks into the whole thing. Like, he had his match, whatever. And then he ended up changing gimmicks. He was, like, a fucking construction worker or something. So, I don't know. This whole thing basically demolished whatever career he was going to have in WCW. Oh, yeah. To this day, every time I watch it, I fucking laugh. It's hilarious to me, dude. Yeah, I never saw that until YouTube. Because back then, oh, if you yeah. missed something, you just missed it, right? It wasn't like yes. you, you couldn't watch it. Like exactly. They didn't re-air shit like that. So I never saw this until, I don't know, 17, 18 years ago, whenever YouTube became a thing. And I could not believe it. I, I'd never even heard of it. I didn't know anything about it. I almost pissed my pants the first time I saw it. That was, it's still one of the funniest things I've ever seen. I'm surprised WCW never burned the footage. Like, nobody is ever going to see this again. <laughs> Fuck this. Yeah, yeah. God damn, it's why didn't they? It's destroyed. <laughs> Tape over it next week. Yeah. <laughs> Opportunity missed. <laughs> I remember it wasn't until uh, Access at NOLA that uh, uh, that this was introduced to me. I was laughing my ass oh, off. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's yeah. great. W- WCW should have taped over it with, like, footage of Flair on a train or something. And that reference is about a week old (laughs) as of uh, this recording. (laughs) Woo! All right. Uh, Under special instruction, this one was not going to be first, but I figure this this wrestler has uh, taken a few bumps on our show. Let's put him on top by uh, capping off the list. Fire Breaker Chip. That's mine, and really all I have to say is the motherfucker was a firefighter. <laughs> he, <laughs> he was, was like, like a five foot seven firefighter. Oh, you're being generous. Hey, the heart's willing. Go for it. I thought he was like five foot one, dude. Yeah, I don't know. I was watching. I watched a clip of Bischoff interviewing, interviewing him, and even with that fucking giant helmet, he was shorter than Bischoff. <laughs> Comes up to Bischoff's dick. Yeah, it's like not a good look, man. Put him on a box like they used to do with Andre or something. <laughs> They go to Denny's, he needs a fucking stool. I was like, why would a firefighter wrestle? (laughs) And bring his fucking gear with him. He's in that helmet. You're supposed to save lives, not end them. Yeah, you have those tights. Those tights have, like, bad, like, shitty flames on them. It was just god-awful. So what, is he a firefighter endorsing flames? (laughs) They should have set him on fire and watch him put himself out. Yeah. <laughs> He's a real firefighter, ladies and yeah, gentlemen. Yeah, it was the first time I saw that dude. I laughed my ass. I think I said this before. His name sounds like a fucking Autobot. <laughs> so, chip. <laughs> fucking firebreaker shit. Yeah. I name him Chip. He sounds tough. <laughs> <laughs> He's the smallest Autobot. <laughs> He's fucking Optimus Prime's fingernail. Yeah. Transforms off of his thumb. Autobots roll out. Chip, hurry the fuck up. <laughs> 
<laughs> and that's really all I have to say about Chip. So, honoring him at the end of the list, uh, he's he's taken a few, but uh, that that was a good one uh, to finish him off. <laughs> can't can't wait till the the next WCW uh, pay per view. That we, we haven't done a WCW we haven't done a WCW pay per view in a long time. Yeah, we should find one of him on it. Okay. All right. Hey. Spend like 20 minutes just burying them again. Well, we've got two more pay-per-views we're going to record over the next couple months. So if we can get to a third one, I'll make it, uh, we'll find a WCW one. Perfect. And if any of you have uh, a suggestion for that, maybe just let us know and uh, we'll see what we can do. Uh, that, but that takes care of our episode of a variety of 90s wrestler gimmicks that were supposed to be WCW, but they were all over the place and uh, among many decades. So the true drunk uh, podcast that uh, we could offer all of you. I hope you there all you enjoyed. Uh, please, uh, yeah. Le- what was that? I don't know. Look at Alexa talking back. Shut up, bitch. <laughs> Tell that bitch to that be cool. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Say, bitch, be cool. <laughs> bitch. All right, go on, bitch, Adam. Be cool. <laughs> uh, please uh, let us know uh, what other uh, wrestlers you enjoyed. And uh, on, on the social media platforms, please leave us reviews on the podcasting platforms so that we can keep this drunken wrestling adventure afloat. And uh, with all that said, with Eddie and Scott, I'm Adam. Just reminding you to please continue following common sense safety measures. Enjoy your buzz. Watch wrestling responsibly. Drink like nobody's watching. And we'll see you for another great episode. That takes care of it. One, two, three. Ring it. See y'all. Where the big boys suck. Dive. Dive.